Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Sarah Nonu, Nick Hare and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing what makes a good excuse. And due to the lockdown, unusually, we're recording this remotely. Nick. What makes a good excuse? Well, this is prompted by an interesting story, something from earlier in March. Um, a gentleman by the name of Morris Sines, who's uh, privileged enough to have a Rolls Royce, was uh, being stopped by police and apparently drove drove off. Um, and uh, since he was he was then subsequently caught, because if you've got a Rolls Royce with a number plate on it, the police have got methods of finding out who you are, right? So they tracked him down. Uh, and his excuse was that he had, He'd, a lady was in his the back seat with him performing some sort of sex act and he'd ordered his chauffeur to drive away, perhaps to save her honour or something. Mm. Um, anyway, it turns out it's all just lies. But the interesting thing is that, that he sort of tried to use that as an excuse in the first place. I mean, even if it had been true, is yeah. that a good enough reason not to stop for police? Yeah, and, and then not. more generally, excuses all the time don't we all the time we 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 have to excuse things things that go wrong you know uh you've got a phone call at work which means you can't do the next podcast and we've got to change this and then something goes wrong <laughs> with the it and that means that you know chris can't get his microphone to work sorry about that guys uh oh something when came up and then you couldn't get the editing done in time every day is full of excuses all the time so you know it's clearly a common thing that we do now what makes a good one what makes a lame one? That's that's well, what we want to talk about. Okay. And actually, as we talk this through, um, it, it does make me realize that I'm quite an excuseful person. Um, I do. Because you have to it, apologize for so much, Fraser. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think you're exactly right. Um, but I think the reason why is mainly I'm, I'm just trying to cram too much in. Um and um, yeah, I sort of get a bit too busy, and so and maybe I do that. We're thing already of, making excuses for having to make excuses. This is well, although are now. So yeah. one thing we're going to discuss now. I should be an expert on this. But go on, yeah. <laughs> People who say, "Oh, I'm just really bad at time management." Is right. that an excuse? We'll get to that. Yeah. More after the break. I am I am one of those people. So first of all, I wonder if that makes me a really good judge of it, of what is a good excuse since I'm using them all the time. Or or is it just that all the poor benighted people who know me, they are the ones who are best at judging what is a good excuse or not. Um and you know, on the sort of, you know, on the sort of phrasal level excuses, where does this one come in at? It's just, you know, this is one of the bad ones. Yeah. Um, if it comes out of your mouth, Fraser, it's a bad one. It's a bad one. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so who wants to pick up on this? Um, Chris or Sarah, do you want to come in? Um, what, what is a good excuse? Oh, actually, no, let, let's do it in a different way. Are you are you like me? Are you always making excuses or not? Um, well, I, 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 I don't think I do make excuses because um, I never get anything wrong. No, um, because um, I, 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 what I don't often do, I think once you start making an excuse for something, you're acknowledging... Um, that it's your that it's your fault and that it's something you have to sort of explain away you know and if you look at what what an excuse is for it's essentially a rationalization of something that's that's um unpopular or controversial you know usually to others but sometimes we make excuses to ourselves and it's about trying to create and convince others of a logic 
that detaches you from from the blame. So to my mind, as soon as I start, you know, as soon as you start making an excuse, you're already acknowledging that you're culpable. So so yeah, I I think I think I just generally try and pretend whatever it was that was wrong didn't didn't happen. Just just ignore the fact that it, it happened in the first place. Because I, I think excuses just draw attention to the fact that you've messed something up. Well, I don't sound like a bit of a diva, but anyway, yeah, go on, Nick. No, I, I'm not sure if it's quite because I I think an excuse is trying to say that you are not culpable. Um, a, an excuse removes your culpability for whatever it is you've done or not done, if it works. So yeah. I mean, that's, it, well, the exactly. Is, yes, it is. It is, but which I, is I different think from an apology. I feel like you're talking yeah. about an apology. Where no, you say, no. I think I think for me, it's like. Um, it's like the Alistair Campbell theory of if uh, if you if you're the story you know if you're the person spinning the story and you're um, you're part of the story then you've you've lost at that point and I think just by you an excuse entwines you in the problem and um, so you're putting you're building this case of logic as to well it wasn't it wasn't my fault and and once you get engaged in that interaction you're sort of um, exposing an argument that somebody then can, can sort of so pick away at. I think you're, bit. it's almost like you're saying it's more powerful to go for no case to answer. It's like, I'm not going to defend myself because there's nothing to defend. It didn't happen. I wasn't there. What are you talking about? Yeah. Rather so, than, yeah. rather than I, to say, okay, yeah, I did do that. But you know, yeah. Um, Sarah, what are your thoughts on this? On, on well, either what is an excuse, whether you know you're an excuseful person. I don't know if ex- excuseful person is the right term, but anyway, go for it. When thinking about it, I thought when I th- thought the word excuse, I kind of thought of all the negative com- connotations it has. So as soon as you're coming up with an excuse or say you've got an excuse or someone wants to hear your excuse, it's slightly negative. Um, I prefer to say my reason, I have a reason for something or there's a reason why I didn't do it, especially if it's I guess something that's more not bad or not a lie. Um, and then following that, when I was thinking about an excuse, there were four kind of things I thought about when, if I was to make an excuse, not saying that I do or I don't. Um, mm-hmm. But the first is the context and the situation when you need to make the excuse. So really thinking about, okay, what's going on? The second is your audience. Like you have to know your audience. It's much easier for you to give an excuse to say, um, my parents, because I know what excuses will work and what won't compared to someone else I don't know. It's the consequence yeah. of the action. So saying, what's the fallout from you not doing what you were supposed to do? And then also looking at the action, like was your behaviour, like what were you doing? Was that behaviour acceptable or was it not acceptable? And I guess those are the kind of things I thought about when about excuses. But for the most part, I think I just kind of like to own up if I've done something wrong. But it really is dependent on the person. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's that's right. And so maybe I came across as being a little bit um, uh, of a. I'm trying to think of a diplomatic, but a bit of a I dick. Like the term uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. um, but what 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 I meant was, I suppose you're either you're either you are genuinely involved in it, and so you don't need to distance yourself from it, or you're not, and there's no case to answer. But excuse, I think you're right. It's it's something about the negative connotations of the world word, which makes it sound weaselly in some in yeah, some way. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I, I think I think, I think it's the key thing to a successful excuse is never calling it an excuse. And you're, and you're quite it, right, right, Sarah. 
I always have to say, oh, no, but there's a reason. There's a reason. There's yeah. a, you never ever. That's the first commandment of making it. Good. Never admit that, that it's an excuse. Yeah. That, uh, Nick. that is a good bit of opera. We can, that's free advice right there. Life pro tip. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think we uh, actually need to draw a distinction between two really fundamentally different types of excuse, which are touched on by what Sarah's uh, saying there about about sort of talking about reasons which I would say um, excuses cause and excuses reason, right? So now uh, I'd say causal excuses say that doing or not doing something, the thing you're culpable for was simply not feasible. Mm. You literally, the train broke down, you know, you're, uh, you, bro- you, you got run over, you, you know, you, there's just, there was no way or, that you were able to accomplish the thing you should have done or not do the thing you did do. Um, because of the physical world preventing you from doing it which is quite different um and you know quite a different category i think of excuse certainly in terms of the way we judge people for using them from um uh, the sort of reason uh, argument which essentially says that at the time it was not desirable to do that thing uh so for example uh why didn't you do why didn't you finish that report you had to take your daughter to hospital Right. Well, you know, you could have done actually. But what you're saying is that something more important, um, you wanted to do something else instead. And I I think actually a lot of our excuses and I think where the gray area of, of excuse quality comes in, it's, it's in that area. It's that, you know, we all know that um, washing my hair works because it's so lame because it's but, such a low priority thing to do that you're basically saying look i don't really don't want to go on a date with you washing my hair is more interesting <laughs> um where, but uh, actually you know yeah some some sometimes those yeah well this is those. where we start getting to the realms of excuses and honesty and morality because here's the thing um as a as an inveterate sort of excuse maker um something i realized so when I was at university, I nearly got thrown out of my university on various occasions. Um, and it was always... Larks. I hope it was larks and pranks. It was never larks. It was never larks. It was always for basically not doing any work. Um, and so as my university career went on, I had to make... Here's the thing, because you were talking about, you know, washing your hair is not going to cut it. It has to be, you know, on my sister's... Certainly not in your of, case. Frozen. Certainly not in my case. <laughs> Maybe back in the day. Um, so um, it's always got to be something really dramatic. And so, because people can't challenge that, you know, if you say, you know, no, my sister fell down a well and she's got three broken legs or something like that, they've, they've, they've got to go for that. Um, and so, yeah, when I was at university, my poor family was involved in a series of, you know, quite dramatic um, and quite serious road accidents and that kind of stuff. And I just hoped that my uh, different tutors and so on never actually got together and talked about, you know, the misfortune of the Magruer, wider Magruer family. So my point is this is I, I so that, that's what got me talking about that, thinking about that, Nick, as you were talking about, you know, the, the level of excuse you go for. And I just had really had to go for broke on this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know what's my point. Does anyone want to pick up on that? The big lie. Well, I think I think sort of. Um this idea that there are there are two types of things that um, uh, that you're trying to do or two different kinds of excuses um, and if you look at one of the great areas of excuse making right politics is it okay you know mm. um, and 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 we can sort of focus on that a little bit but Nick's point is really picked up recently uh, in fact I think it was yesterday um, Joe Biden uh, made a comment he said um, President Trump is not to blame for the coronavirus, 
but he is to blame for the response to the coronavirus. And I think that totally picks up on on sort of Nick's distinction about, um, you know, the fact that there are things which um, where what you're saying is there, you know, force majeure, there was something, you know, beyond beyond my ability to do anything about. Um, and so therefore, the consequences of that are not mine to own because you know this was beyond the scope of anybody to to, to deal with uh, like the coronavirus but what clearly joe biden's seeking to do is to pin the blame for the things that are within the locus of control of the individual on on donald trump i.e the response um and and so you know that's the kind of thing that nick was talking about where you know you make some judgment where you uh prefer to do something what you know one thing rather than another thing so you know they may have invested in building a wall rather than you know hospitals or whatever it might have been that that choice was made and you're you know somebody's pinning in uh, sort of zooming in on that and i think um yeah that, that's just a a kind of um that seems a, a sensible distinction and those two those two things very often get conflated in uh in excuses so and, and uh, it sounds to me phrase like the the big lies you were making, you were trying to come up with, rather than say, well, actually, I chose to go down the pub rather than do my work, which would have been the honest excuse, which wouldn't have wouldn't have washed. You came up with the, you know, somebody fell down a well excuse, which is beyond your your control. Um, so there's obviously something there as well about about um, effectively distancing yourself from culpability for for the event that caused you not to be able to do the thing you're supposed to have done mm. um uh sarah anything to weigh in on at this point no not really i think yeah it just that comes back to one of those points i made earlier that you know you did something and therefore you're now trying to get out of it and it's looking at your behavior and was your behavior acceptable or not and you going yeah. down to the pub instead of going to the class was not ac- really acceptable so therefore you have to to make up an excuse um when i, I was say, uh, I, I don't like the direction this podcast takes great examples up. that we can just work with so easily yeah uh nick i'm not sure i i don't think it's yeah i, I think that you're, you're right but but this idea of what an acceptable thing to want or desire is i wonder if the problem here is not the ex- that there is something inherent in the excuse and I'm thinking here of the reasons type excuse. There's not not something in the excuse which is lame, but there is a re- what it reveals about your preferences. I think that's the that's the issue here. It's not you, <clears throat> we can't. We're not saying. I mean, it's a completely legitimate excuse, right? If Fraser loves going to the pub, if he cares about the pub and seeing his mates in the pub more than getting a good degree, right? That really in, of a, is of the same kind as someone who has to take their mum to hospital, you know, and couldn't sit the exam. It's of the same kind. There is something else that you care about more than getting a degree. But the difference is that we think it's okay. It's okay to care. There are things that we think it's okay to care about and things which we think it's a bit morally weak to care about. And mm. and and wanting to be in the pub every night, we think that's not a legitimate or a sort of acceptable desire to have. That's, I'm putting that forward as my hypothesis, that no, actually think, when we I judge would, the language of the excuse, it's not about the structure of the excuse. It's about the the rev, what it reveals about your, your own self. And that's why we would never even bother using excuse. I mean, if I said, look, I, I'm sorry, I couldn't come to your birthday, which I said I'd come to. 
but you know, it's a bit cold and there was something I wanted to watch on telly. Completely legitimate excuse, but um, it reveals that, that, that I don't really that, like that person. That's I'm exactly the kind of excuse I'm entitled to infer that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it goes beyond that as well. I think it's about self-perception. So some people who are at the pub, say, most nights and are giving excuses are sometimes that they don't want people to think that they are at the pub every night and they want to show themselves as someone else. I think, yeah. And I think that's, that actually, when you, when you start thinking uh, about yourself, is, is, this, is this something I feel I should apologise for? There used to be a programme uh, hosted by Simon Mayo called Confessions. It was on the radio and then I think it was also on TV briefly. And he had this uh, saying, if you don't want to hear about it on Confessions, don't do it. And I think that is a brilliant test for uh, uh, we can all rationalise why what we're doing right now, actually, it's fine. It's not a problem. It's not hurting anyone. But if if you heard about it on confession, if you were on confessions being exposed as having done that, would you be proud? Would you stand up and say, yes, I did that and here's why? I think that's a really good test for, but, you know, but, whether or not actually you're doing something you know is right or wrong. But 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 I think also we've got to get fundamentally to 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 the purpose of uh an excuse, and that is to escape censure or the consequences of, of what you've done, right? And so um in in Fraser's context, it's, it's obviously, or you know, get, getting back to Sarah's point, it's um, uh, it's audience specific, right? So while one person might uh, apologise to their lecturer for not turning in their their um, uh, essay on time because they were down at the pub, but they would come up with some other reason. This, you know, the flip side of that is somebody saying to their mates, "Sorry, I can't come down the pub tonight because." They may not say because I'm going to stay in and finish my essay because their friends would think that was that was lame and they'd um, you know lose uh, credibility in their eyes. So they would come up with with another excuse. But the point is, what you're regardless of what you actually are um, are saying, what you're trying to do is convince somebody that it's not your fault and therefore you are. Um, you are not uh, liable for the the consequences of whatever the action is that you that you've done. So you get an essay extension, or your friends still like you and don't think you're a square, or whatever it is. Um, okay, um, we're, we're actually quite close to getting towards the end here. Um, there's a question I want to ask, but before I do, is there anything anyone wants to round this up on? Well, I I'm not a lawyer, but I think it might be worth um, just touching on what I understand to be. Uh, a sort of legal distinction between um, exculpation and, and justification, which I think is potentially quite useful. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I totally understand it myself. But but essentially, a justification seeks to say that yes, you did the thing, but actually it was fine. It's not even something you need to be absolved of. Um, so killing someone in self-defense, for example, um, is a justification because that what we're saying is the act of you doing that was fine. It's not something that you need to defend um, as such. Uh, whereas exculpation says, yes, mm. what you did was wrong, but there was some reason why you did it that was kind of uh, makes it less bad. So, um, you know, doing something, robbing a shop under duress, um, for example, you know, if someone or, or under blackmail um, and then other th reasons like being, you know, being uh, not having responsibility or being insane or, uh, you know, be, uh, someone who someone who um you know, automatism 
apparently is a thing where you know if you're having a epileptic fit or something and you drive into a busload of nuns um the, the the no one's saying that was justified but you have an you have an exculpation uh for it but i'm not sure i'm not sure to what extent that carries over into whether we we really sort of how easy it is to conceive of that distinction between justification and exculpation in, in real life i don't know Mm. okay yeah. any any last points anyone wants to make um i just wanted to throw it out there like is it better to tell the truth as your excuse or is it better to lie like which one is it like that's one thing that we haven't really touched on is the lying factor of an excuse i i i, th- I think that um one of the key elements of, a, of an excuse is it has to be believable you know obviously you know fraser's uh, uh sister with three legs falling down the the well uh mm. is is not in the believable category but um so i think wow. and and most and most good lies you know have a kernel of of truth uh to them a strong kernel of truth to them because um then you don't get caught out because you're not over elaborating and, and making the whole thing up you have your brain has to do less work so i think close to the truth um but maybe stretching it slightly now that's just going to make me weary of everything you say to me chris <laughs> See, yeah. I, I oh, think you definitely um, be wary of everything I say. Yeah, everything now, everything, Chris. Yeah. I'm gonna. I think Chris is not practiced enough in the world of making excuses Ooh. because no, he's wrong. Because you, 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 of course you should have a kernel of truth in there, but it's got to be huge. Okay, yeah. it's got to be. You know, aliens were landing. That's the kind of that's the kind of level we're Isn't talking. Isn't like about. huge enough that people landing. wouldn't ask you questions about it? So right, like, you know, you're exactly making it, that. it's devastating. You shouldn't want to know anymore. There is that like, sort of total oh. brazen, yeah, yeah. Tr- yeah. Tr- truth in uh, sort of uh, what's it called? The, this is um, the, Goebbels, the Goebbels approach to the big lie. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, Which is what? The, what did he say? Well, the, if you're going, if you tell a lie that is large enough, it will be it will yeah. be believed. Um, and there that was go. behind all that. Yeah. So me and yeah, I think, I think we, we haven't really discussed signaling, but very briefly. I mean, I think that's a big element here, which is that you know what. F- f- when something happens to you that's really ridiculous i mean if the dog actually eats your home- homework you're stuffed you have to lie because you can't say the dog ate my homework no one is going to believe it and yeah. um <clears throat> likewise i mean i think the more outrageous your excuse i think people are going to rightly think well i could check whether that's true um mm. so there's no way that they would have done that there's a sort of bluffing element a bluffing and a signaling yeah. element to it and, and also you've got a slight i think a useful one which will come on a slot short to shortly um is you've got to sort of discombobulate your audience a bit that is really useful that's another top tip for me there um okay it's been a pretty this, unethical podcast so far uh, yeah, yeah. It's, a bit, it's, just, it's a bit too revealing um yeah before we go on there's just one thing i want to i just want to make a statement to our our dear audience our listenership and also to any of my former university teachers who are listening <laughs> i just want to make clear that when i sort of made those excuses it's not because i was just down the pub with my mates all the time um sometimes um i was down the park drinking there as well so it's, it wasn't always that um so um yeah i've got i've got a question i want to ask each of you um which is what's the best excuse either that you've ever made or that you've heard um and what's the worst excuse that you've ever made or 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 or, or ever heard um i've got one i can certainly start with a great excuse which i once made when i was at school i was about uh, 13 or 14 and i can't remember i probably hadn't handed in work or i didn't want to go to a game or something and so what i said to my teacher was that the reason i hadn't gone to this event was because i'd had to leave early because i was going to my dad's house that weekend right and um, I told this to my brother, and my brother said, "What, what, what were you saying that to him for? Because he's now going to think that our parents are divorced." And I said, "Exactly, that's the point. Because he will just be so freaked out, or, or so sort of, huh? 
the fact that like, oh, I didn't realize that McGrewer's uh, parents were divorced and, you know, discombub- you see, sort of distract them. So I think that was a really good excuse. You, you and, then just you had know, to pretend yeah. your parents were divorced for the next six years. But apart yeah, from that, exactly. it's fine. That, yeah. I, it was a good investment there, a good investment in future lying. But yeah, that's certainly my good excuse. That's my contribution. Anyone want to jump in with anything? I Well, uh, as I might have mentioned on other podcasts, I've, I have some pretty, uh, I've got an unusual sleep pattern. I tend to get to sleep very late. And uh, you, what that manifests itself, you know, when you're working in kind of regular routine job is that you basically don't have very much sleep. You've got kind of three or four hours sleep <clears throat> a night and then, you know, you can catch up at weekends to some extent. Well, when I had kids, oh, it was a godsend because because no, every every you know you can go in and uh so oh, i'm really really tired oh yeah you've got you've got a small kid haven't you it didn't make any difference at all you know it didn't it really nothing to do with them they were actually pretty good sleepers and um you know i usually i was up when they woke up anyway but i suddenly had a reason it's it's like it turned it from a type b reason where actually mm. i just you know i'm really bad at going to bed and and uh, um to to being a to being a sort of type a reason where i literally uh, it's out of my control it was really good really cool thing to happen to someone with delayed sleep phase you you're, you're quite right nick and that's the great thing about kids and by the way i like your style i like the fact that you referred to this as a reason reason a a reason yeah. a, you know reason a and reason b you you you've already got it right you know yeah. you none Thanks. of the excuses um chris or sarah i've been thinking about this and i can't think of anything specific but i guess a good excuse is anyone that actually gets you out of anything um and a bad one well would be one where you get caught you get caught caught out you got a a specific no i'm too smart for that (laughs) (laughs) ah i like it i think it comes back to those four things i think of said before uh, i think about the context and the situation i think about my audience i think about Mm. the consequences of like either me not doing what i was supposed to do or the consequence of me being caught out and then i also think about you know was whatever i did or didn't do was that acceptable or not and then i Mm. put that into my excuse and i come up with something and i keep track you keep track formula formula for success formula for precisely yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I uh, think very studied, very planned. Yeah, and Chris. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think the um, I think the two uh, kind of the, the 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 poor excuse that I remember is um, the goalkeeper David James, um, who uh, you know had a, had a bad spell in his his career, sort of letting some goals in, and um, blamed it on having been playing the PlayStation too much. Uh, and and this was the, the reason this is a bad excuse is because. F- First of all, it just made him sound ridiculous. And second of all, you know, the idea that there was some causation between playing the PlayStation. There were then loads of articles, you know, sort of studying whether or not, you know, repetitive games playing, you know, affected your attention and all that sort of stuff. But generally, he was just it just made him sound worse. Um, Probably the good the good excuse that comes to mind is um, when Nigel Farage turned up to an event, uh, a political event, very late, um, and uh, he he sort of said, um, "Well, there was bad traffic on the M4. There'd been a, a, an accident or something, and he was held up in the in the traffic." But he then said, "You know, and that's because our roads are overcrowded because of all the you know immigration that doesn't fit with our infra- you know our country's infrastructure." So he turned it effectively you know him being in the wrong into a, a political message which i thought was uh, w- was was quite quite good but of course the best excuse of all that we're living through at the moment is um the coronavirus it's it's pretty much you know 
anything you want to get away with now uh you can blame on our, our current circumstances so yeah isn't um, it wonderful it's an all-encompassing type a excuse yeah, out yeah, of your yeah. control um so, although while we're on the issue of politics i think one of my favorite politics quotes ever was you might remember gordon brown i can't even remember what the context was uh there had been a government cock-up of some sort gordon brown said uh, <clears throat> i take i take full responsibility for what happened that's why the person who was responsible went immediately, which, uh, <laughs> which I think is still one of my favourite yeah, favorite yeah. quotes. So Gordon Brown as well. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, we're going to wrap up there. Um, by the way, guys, um, sorry for it took a while to deliver the the most recent podcast edit. I just the the dog ate the dog ate my hard drive, so I'm sorry about that. Um, anyway, um, let's wrap up there. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Sarah Nonu, uh, Nick Hare, and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye.